0: Today's show is sponsored by HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and use promo code TWD30 to save $30 off your first week of deliveries. Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for the walking dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we are here today to talk about season 8 episode 4 titled Some Guy. Just some guy mm-hmm. uh who apparently uh turned himself into a king with a big old dreaded wig <laughs> and a tiger uh and then lost it all. His dreads aren't natural? Uh I think they are in the show, but okay. in real life certainly not. So, so that's the real yeah. that's the real scandal then. It is. Uh yeah, what what do you think of this episode? Okay.
1: Um you know, I I just think I've just been so excited ever since Guy Ferrari took over the show and made the <laughs> exciting new decision to turn it into a comedy. I can't get uh-huh. enough of it. Yeah. Like this this Ezekiel character with his catchphrase you know, and and, and yet and, I smile. And yet I smile. Like slayed me every single time. It's like yeah. it's like you know, eat my shorts. <laughs> it's like bite my shiny metal ass. Like this is a hot new catchphrase, and it is slaying. It I is slaying.
0: I could not help but get that. Uh, I I couldn't get that idea out of my head. That AMC is just like. Where, where's the merchandising for? And yet I smile, right? Right. Like the hashtags
1: are there. Right. It's gonna just gonna have a t shirt that just has an, an aerial font and and yet yeah. I smile, and people will buy them. Hashtag yeah. yet I smile.
0: It's the new, you know, stay
1: calm stuff. But, but if 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 I'm if I'm Guy Ferrari, I think I really really lean into the adam west batman angle here mm. because i thought like first of all some um, days you just can't get rid of a tiger <laughs> there, there's there's a lot of big big picture problems but there's a lot of small picture successes here like i thought there was some and i'll, I'll point them out as we go along you know like one of the things i'm super interested in i've always been interested in the walking dead has been such a big disappointment is i like the idea of post-apocalyptic life Okay. Like, just glimpses into the technology they use, the weird new cultures that they would, the, you know, what kind of, like, what's a funeral look like in the Walking Dead society, die of old age? Like, part of it has to be the destruction of the brain, right? Yeah. So, like, what kind of weird ritual will evolve from that? In a thousand years, hence, will there be, like, these, like, fine, exquisite, silver-plated, like, brain picks that people use? They mm-hmm. never delve into that, because that shit's boring to them, I guess. But here, yeah. like, seeing this, like this newly formed feudal society that's based on kind of like this bullshit but everybody buys it in is kind of like fourth wall aware like when jerry says like you know ezekiel says you don't have to call me king and and jerry breaks care he's like dude i totally do like that's the only way i'm able to hang with this like i thought there's a little bit of self-awareness that was interesting
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but then there's also like that chase with daryl and rick is like straight yeah. out of a 1980s action sitcom like MacGyver or The A-Team or like shit like that and I'm like okay maybe this is an Adam West Batman thing we got going on and I kind of love it.
0: Yeah, I I mean you can point out a couple of good things about this show from time to time but it, at best they're they're brushing with mediocre uh on this show and yeah. at worst it's laughably bad. Um I think there are some laughably bad things in this episode. It's there. getting
1: okay, okay, with the proper amount of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> which I think I've got going on right now. It's it's almost it's almost laughably good. No, it's laughably. It, bad. It's so, but it's so
0: close. It's so. <laughs> you're close. right. You're not.
1: You're not wrong about
0: that. But they're like, almost there. The unintentional comedy is starting to to. But they've got major competition in that area. Here's the problem: okay. is Z Nation is on the air, and Z Nation is. What The Walking Dead could be if it went laughably, knowingly bad. But. But it's never going to compete with Z Nation because Z Nation is much better at it.
1: That. I hear what you're saying, brother, but let me counter with this. Okay. Unintentional comedy is always the best comedy. Uh-huh. Z Nation cannot make unintentional comedy. They're Absolutely too, not. They're too yeah. fucking self-aware. Mm. But this this combination of of Scott Gimple and uh, Kirkman being like, fuck off, and Nick taking over with his weird time jumps might, like, just just kiss that sweet spot, that that Venn that, that yeah.
0: diagram of intentional and unintentional comedy that can, just can be so good sometimes. To get there, I think what they need to do is cut another 20% off the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Star twi- of the cut. beast! Cut. Right. Yes! Right. And then totally. they'll end up with the unintentional comedy that they're looking for. Okay, in. I could totally get behind that. I so could totally get behind that. I'd say either raise the budget drastically or cut it a little more. Okay,
1: I'm, I'm with you. You're... you're, you're <laughs> You you don't have enough budget to be good. Right. But you got too much budget to be bad. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> you can fix that AMC. You, you can, can fix that. And probably become more profitable in the process. <laughs> uh yeah, that I, I don't know. This episode I thought was, like I said, mediocre to bad. Super uh, fun. D- depending Super. on how angry you want to get with it and how mean you want to be. <laughs> I, I totally enjoyed myself
1: live watching and oh, yeah. I had a ball watching it to take notes. Like I, I'm uh hmm. There there's uh yeah I I'm I'm liking this episode of The Walking Dead. It's okay. terrible, <laughs> but I'm really having a lot of fun with it. All right, cool. Um <laughs> you have no idea what to do. All right. Before we talk about the episode, I want to talk about some housekeeping. Uh, of course we do The Walking Dead uh all week every week. We also have Mr. Robot and it's second se- no, third season. Excuse yeah. me. It's third season. It's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like i was kind of like not sure about second season but the third season has been super entertaining they just did an entire episode commercial free one take Mm -hmm. last last episode last episode is pretty sweet um if you kind of like are interested in mr robot or had fallen off last year it's good so i'm just telling you about that uh also cecily and i have the finale episode of the american horror story podcast uh a show and podcast coming up this week Jim and I yesterday talked about HBO's The Deuce and Netflix's Lady Dynamite on Bold Move TV yesterday. If you missed that, check it out. Cecil and I will be reviewing The Justice League uh, Thursday night when it's released. And last week we did Murder on the Orient Express. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow we're going to be playing The Wolf Among Us, a let's play video game playthrough of the uh, Telltale Classic. And the way we play these is, you know, we're a werewolf cop, and we try to play the worst version of that person mm-hmm. like and defined as what is the average gamer not going to do we're going to do that the, the road less traveled it's bad guy wolf wolf among us and we're also going to be recording the stranger things season two wrap-up if you if you missed that two weeks ago we did a marathon of the entire season over weekend we le- at least a podcast for every episode by the way season two stranger things <laughs> magnifique <laughs> Uh, we're going to be wrapping it up with a wrap-up podcast this week. So much stuff happened on BaldMove.com. Check it out on BaldMove.com. Why don't Why don't we get into the recap? Let's do it. Uh, so we see Ezekiel getting ready in the morning. He's shaving. He's prepping his dreads. I don't know what kind of prep goes into dread work, but uh, know, I, I don't caressing, know them, caressing them seems to be part of the, 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 the procedure.
0: Yeah, he's maybe putting something in them.
1: I don't know. Is he? Is he just, he's kind of like, you know, starting to fire. No with him. We,
0: we need a listener with dreads to write in. I tell would love
1: to know what the hell um, he's doing. I could doing. probably just, you know what? Fuck it. I'll educate myself. Don't, don't take that bird. Yeah, on Yeah,
0: Go to the Wikipedia on yeah. dreadlocks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, he's getting his fanciest shirts on. He's armoring up. And finally the red feather, uh, he's mm-hmm. getting into character. Like we're understanding yeah. that he is, and, and we see like the guy who comes up through the mirror, uh, is not a guy who you would fall in the battle. The guy that walks away from the mirror. Cause like. Not only does he get his costume on, but he gets that, like, and yet I smile face on. <laughs> yeah, he's about to
0: deliver the speech of his life.
1: Yeah, so. and it makes me, like, it's kind of a big picture, like, writing prompt kind of wonder. Like, if um, if a guy like Harrison Ford, like, if we had a zombie apocalypse and Harrison Ford just decided to be Harrison Ford, could he not become a king? Like, if he's like just all like, of his movie I'm characters. going to, say, be Han Solo until sanity is restored, mm-hmm. I bet he would be pretty effective. I bet people would follow him. Probably. He has a helicopter. Yeah. I mean, it's he's already going to be a leg up in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Han Solo comes out of the sky and tells you, come with me if you want to live. You probably will. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, I think this is, this is kind of interesting. And also, the scene of, like, all the soldiers going off to war, how this is, like, this is you know we we haven't i mean i have no living memory of what it's like to have um like 30% of your your people go off to fight a war like the lord comes into town he raises his levies it's this feudal system that you know like nowadays you can meet a lot of people that don't don't have anyone in the military or even their family in the military mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting how it's reset this times in these these feudal systems and i think that's that's super cool and then as i was like into that part of the episode, they they flashed Ezekiel with his tiger, and he kind of just drops his chain and wanders off into yeah. this throng of people that crush him. And I'm thinking, what does Siva think of all this? <laughs> like, how are hundred people coming together, their arms interlocked, saying, "We uh-huh. are one, we are one"? Different <laughs> difference between the zombie crowd trying to choke the life out of him. It's yeah. Hello- yeah, but this uh, this tiger
0: he's it's discriminating. Well, they all had the orange armbands on, so I think that helps. Ah, uh, Shiva's very alert to the orange. What kind of drill did that look like? Teaching Shiva that the orange
1: is okay no matter what. It's the most important rule. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I get fire jugglers around the king, and
0: I, I think this is a a fairly well executed like flashback. Yeah, uh, scene, but. The problem here is I don't really care about these people because I don't know any of them, right? And that also, that is a problem. And also, we've kind of already seen all of this stuff from Ezekiel before. It's not like this is new with this "yet I smile" speech or yeah. or how he, you know, amps up his crowd. Um, <laughs> it, it is a little more important because he's going off to battle, but he's already we've seen the aftermath of it already. Yeah, I kind of wish we had. We had not seen it yet. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like that's the unintentional comedy. They fucked. They had a decently compelling story that they fucked up with this insane desire for flashbacks. Like even this yeah. this next speech, I was howling with laughter through the first time I watched it. The the we face dire challenge and chance. Mm-hmm. Um, the yet I smile speech. I thought it was like stupid. And but they cut the they cut the Carol like smiling at him like she's buying into it. I'm like well. This is dumb, because I just saw in the last episode her not buying it. Mm -hmm. And then later on this episode, they have this speech where Ezekiel draws a parallel between what he's doing and what Carol has decided to do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's great. But if I had seen that before the speech, I would have taken the speech a lot more serious. Uh So, like, why shoot yourself in the foot like that narratively? I don't know, man. You finally had a narrative thing that hung together and you fucking sliced and diced it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Moment of silence for the episode. Uh, so, he gives this, he gives this speech, um, and then I also like this, this scene of the, like, uh, aerial scene of everybody crushing him with the Wii as one, and then they do that cold cut to his men surrounding him in death, and we see all the fifty caliber slaughter. I thought that was really well done as well. Yeah. Um... But then, the other thing is like you notice in the live watch how the people were that that were under fifty caliber sniper nest like immediately decamped as soon as the the bullets had stopped whizzing, yeah, that was like pretty
0: pretty hilarious too well they they're apparently <laughs> headed over so this episode once again suffers from just a mess of action that. That is never quite explained, is, right. is always inferred as to what their goals are and and never quite crosses the finish line in that regard. Right. And this is one of those instances where we're supposed to understand that they have some mission and there are there are like they're going back to the sanctuary to try and clear out the herd. Right. But it's it's never quite said, you know, it's never quite explained. And it, and the action wasn't properly set up to begin with. So we have no idea where they are in relation to it, right. if they can even stop it. Uh, Again, None of that set up right.
1: That's what I'm saying. Again, this is like a pretty decent setup because if we were seeing this all kind of sequentially, you would appreciate that. They had set this ambush for Ezekiel's men. They walked into it. They 50 cows slaughtered it. And in the middle of that, they get a phone call from Negan saying, we need those Maldus's back at the compound. Mm-hmm. So that now becomes the most important thing. Like Carol harassing and slaughtering them. They don't really stop to deal with that in a serious way. But... It is very hard to kind of figure that out because of the way again they slice and dice this episode, yeah anyway, uh the zombies of his army get up, and he had this like i i i i found a hard time to or found it difficult to track which of these zombies are like Ezekiel's men and which of them are just regular zombies because a lot of them had armor like more than it seemed like in was in his group,
0: but then a lot of them didn't, so like was yeah. there like a random herd that like intermingled with yeah, I think they heard the shooting and they, they came in because there, there's one scene where you can see um, Ezekiel looking at his people rising and he looks the opposite direction right? and there are walkers without armor coming in. Right.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: he finds a rifle
1: that's all covered with gore and tries to use it as a crutch because his leg is hurt. It's like very variably hurt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's so hurt he can't get up and sometimes it's so hurt he can walk almost unassisted with it. But, yeah. But his leg is 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 fucking hurt. And they do this really good job of showing, like, if you're kind of wounded, um, you know, like, if you're a healthy adult, zombies are not a threat. But when you're, like, gimpy in a leg and you've been through a lot, like, this, this minefield of zombies he goes through is terrifying. mm mm-hmm. um, And then he gets uh, bailed out by one of his uh, former knights escorting him. Um did you notice this interesting thing that Ezekiel was doing where he says, don't endanger yourself for me, and the guy says, I have to? And you realize that he, when he says, don't endanger yourself for me, he's speaking still as King Ezekiel. He's not mm. just speaking yeah. as Zookeeper Ezekiel. Right. And there's this interesting thing they do throughout the episode where, like, as time goes on, he starts talking more and more like Zookeeper Ezekiel. Yeah. Until, a- until
0: he finally gets to shouting I'm not your king.
1: Yeah, and he's saying ain't and like yeah. he's like he's not doing the Shakespeare stuff he's doing like zookeeper Ezekiel. I thought that was a you know, again a nice flourish and kind of a mess of an episode. <laughs> um, Carol sweeps the facility. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Uh, sure. I thought there was kind of a return to form for badass Carol in this episode. Did you have to a, a pro-
1: pro- Did you have a problem with her
0: shooting the guys in that lineup from the ceiling sure completely blind yeah absolutely <laughs> but it's badass Carol I'm, it is badass to I'm, I'm gonna leave it there
1: I w- you know it's cause like, when they, she first did it I thought what was cool is that she just got behind that perfect line and just chugga 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 right it's like putting her up in the ceiling was less interesting than that uh huh like I don't like isn't her getting to jump on them and just blowing them away in single file cooler than her taking this like massive risk of getting the angle right shooting through the ceiling. But I, I think so. I just don't, I'm, I'm I don't know how she got episodes. up there. I don't know how she saw him. Right. Like where she was shooting. How much noise she was making up there. Yeah. Did the ceiling bow down. Right. Um, yeah. All those, all those are great questions. Um, but, even though she kills a bunch they still are like single mindedly focused on getting these guns to the HQ you can hear in the chatter that they don't have time to deal with her so she's going to get a chance to continue picking them off yep um oh god oh god this next part this next part so ezekiel worries about shiva and his escort is shot suddenly by how would you describe this guy jim
0: <laughs> i would describe this guy as Christopher Reeve meets Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. It's the only way I can think to describe him. Like, like, like Ace Ventura crossed
1: with Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. Bubbles from the Trailer Park Boy had a kid with Jim Carrey. Like, Jim Carrey features heavily in all these descriptions. He does. Absolutely. It's Be- the teeth. Because, yeah, it's... it's. I, I don't... I don't know if this... Like, surely this isn't from the comics. <laughs> but that's the only thing that would make it make sense. Like, you cast this specific guy. Mm-hmm because he looks exactly like how the, he was drawn in the comics but surely there's not a scene like this in the comics I don't know I just don't understand like how you're flipping through and like yes this is the guy this is the guy we need I guess uh, he crushed the audition <laughs> he, I, but did he go in as Jim Carrey and the Cable Guy? <laughs> yeah, like the, was that the scene that he reenacted? He did some kind of weird, uh, you know, mind fucking Matthew Broderick scene, and they're like, yes, he just did the Jefferson airplane
0: machine, the Jefferson airplane scene <laughs> from the Cable Guy. Just came in full karaoke. Oh God! So the remarks that he forgot
1: about his blade, and he takes a sword and he sticks it in his his belt or something. And he says, I'm taking you to the sanctuary because Negan's got this edict that he wants the Widow, the King, and Rick to hang out in front of his fence. And he also then wants to take the—because Ezekiel says, you fool, we got them surrounded by zombies. They can't get out. We can't get in. He's like, we'll have to take these big guns and remedy the situation over at HQ. Uh Uh-huh. As if this guy needed another quirk. He said situation. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe he can also fist bump people for maximum.
0: There we go. Can we
1: get this man a Twizzler, please? I want to see this guy hanging out with Eugene. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then you throw Tara in there, and, like, the world might explode. Uh-huh. The world might explode. Uh, Carol, then, we we uh, cut to her. She's sneaking through to granary complex, hunting the 50-cow guys, who I'm going to move that we call Ma Deuce and her gang. Okay. For the duration of this here recap, because it sounds cooler. Uh-huh. Uh, Ezekiel tries to appeal to Jim Carrey's humanity mm-hmm. and says, Does Negan even know your name? And he pulls the I'm Negan crap, and Ezekiel then falls down and says, I'm not going to let you hurt my people. He's actually, I mean, this is the interest, another interesting part of the episode trying to take over where they explore the line at which Ezekiel's delusion becomes an inspiration, hmm. Okay. and at what point he's just a sad, deluded guy taking
0: advantage of a bunch of innocent people. Right. You did, got you got fire marshal Bill saying, "Let me tell you something, right? Yeah, you, you got your people killed, <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, he's
0: he's the voice inside Ezekiel's head at this you point. You had a yeah. firefight
1: for five hundred people, and a space is only rated for fifty.
0: <laughs> that's what you did, yeah, and yeah.
1: I, but I mean, I kind of think that's interesting, and like, where do you fall? Because everything that Jim Carrey says here about. Yeah. You know, we heard about you that you're with that you're tiger you're just a con man in a costume, you're full of shit and you got all your people fu- killed. Like all that stuff is literally true. Mm-hmm. But then Jerry and Carol and the rest of the episode suggest it's not. Which which
0: it, Yeah, I hmm.
1: cuz that's the thing like I think the show wants me to side with the Ezekiel as a great man line. I think the show honestly wants me to feel like come away and I, I I I'm not sure they've sold me.
0: I think the show wants you to to understand that Ezekiel isn't sure about it anymore. Hmm. And and that's that's the most important thing for me. OK, um, because he has for this very long time felt like this is the thing I need to do to lead these people. This is who I need to become. That's led them down a path where they all got killed. Uh, that path seems to have been completely wrong. So, who is he now? Right. And he's nobody. He's just some guy, is what he says. Yeah, no,
1: I I, I think those are all, like, new and inventive things I've not seen a character grapple with in the right. show. Right,
0: and that's important. That's why I say this episode was probably just mediocre. Right. <laughs> instead of full-on bad, it had, because it, had, it does have moments. Yeah. I've never where... seen
1: anyone grapple whether uh, the, the, they're nothing but their tiger. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> uh, so... Carol makes her move to to ambush Ma Deuce and the gang, but she miscounts how many men there are and gets instead pinned behind a truck, and boy, is she in a pickle. Like, I know there's a lot of people that don't watch the episodes anymore, but let me tell you, there's at least 15 minutes of gunfire with mm-hmm. Carol flop sweating behind this Ford F-150 pickup or whatever. Yep. It keeps cutting back and forth and zooming into her face. I'm like, I'm telling you, this 80s action shit I, this has gotta be an homage to the A Team. It's gotta be an homage to an A Team. Mm. Um I don't know. I gotta I gotta have I gotta hear my fellow Gen Xers uh uh the what do you call that? Uh chime in on that because I feel like that's what they're going for. Mm. Anyway, uh oh man, I don't know if I want to talk about this subject. I had this I had this segue, which I feel like I've already been pretty segue on this podcast already, but I watched this on multiple rewatches. I watched this with the AMC app. And you really get this B-tier list of commercials when you watch it through the app. Are you you watching it through the app? No. And what they're doing now is, like, I guess they're they're showing, like, five seconds worth of this crazy YouTube commercial. Like, for example, Velcro has paid for this two-minute music video about don't call hook and loop enclosures Velcro. And they played at max volume, this choir of lawyers screaming, don't call it Velcro, it's fucking hook and loop. Except for they censored the fucking part, and then they just showed the link, uh, like, don'tcallitvelcro.com. And you go there and it takes you to a full video. Okay. And, like, but it's so jarring to be, like, okay, watch in the middle of a Walking Dead episode, and you get five seconds as max, don't call it Velcro, (laughs) it's fucking hook and loop and then it smashes back to what that was the commercial break five seconds of that screamed at me weird i had another one where uh wendy's it was like a five second clip of a wendy's guy reading to dip so it's this it's this guy in a shakespeare costume he says to dip or not to dip that is the question and then he dips it and it says wendy's has gotten some new chicken stick Uh uh-huh i'm like what the fuck to dip or not to dip that's some Ezekiel shit. That's <laughs> a, it's like, and then I start thinking, oh my god, is that a Walking Dead tie-in? In. Yeah. Ah, oh, oh man. I just like marketing, man. Not even once. Uh, so Fire Marshal, Fire Marshal, dumbass, says to Zeke uh, that we got to get wheels and get out of here. Zeke tries to pull a sword. He slices Redneck Jim Carrey's belly. Uh-huh. Jim Carrey wins the insulting. S- s- Scuffle and smears blood on his face. Insulting scuffle. I agree. The the resulting scuffle. What the hell is going on in this scene, man? Uh, I I don't
0: know. What is the What is the blood about? Why is Jim Carrey face
1: painting him in blood and saying and then quoting Han Uh, Solo? Illusions
0: of grandeur. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't get it. It's. I I can only assume that it's some Shakespeare reference that I don't get. Maybe. Maybe. Some literary reference that I am uncultured Cause, enough cause to not understand. Because you hear a badass,
1: a sick reference, but you can't quite place it, yeah. probably from Shakespeare. Probably. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know how to talk about that scene. I don't get it. It's yeah. such a bizarre thing. Um, so then they they have this really awkward cut where they're in the middle of a field and suddenly they're up against a fucking chain link
0: fence. Yeah. Gate. This this always chaps my ass because you can clearly see that the walkers are coming from one direction right. go left go right it doesn't matter pick a, pick a yes. fucking direction and go and if
1: you know that the next thing is going to be this fucking fence gate film it preferably with the gate kind of because it's i mean or did at they, least did a they semi-circle. march 50 miles
0: i don't know like a semicircle of walkers closing in from all directions yes that would be fine yes. but they do this like walkers standing in a line coming at you thing which right. is not scary no no, and Even it doesn't. If you've and got then, a then you get to this, leg. and it's like suddenly it's like it doesn't make sense. Like, why
1: couldn't they just run along one side of the fence to the other? They could. Like, they're in the middle of this sudden flash mob, flash bomb, flash zombie mob. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: anyway, Jim Carrey talks a mess about putting his head on a pike because he's going to cut his head off and not get him alive. Um, mm-hmm. and he's talking about breaking up the f- the symmetry of Ezekiel's face. Was he talking about like hacking half of it off? I
0: don't. I I don't know. None of this made sense. The the obvious symmetry joke did not was not obvious for me. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I would love to know what the hell was going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um and then Jerry literally splits this guy in half. Yeah, it was awesome. And again, if you are not watching the show and you're only listening to this for the recaps, I think you owe it to yourself to scare this episode up. Go to the 23 minute mark. Jerry literally <laughs> splits this guy in half with his axe. Uh-huh. It's the most
0: awesome it's one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was very impressive. Uh very disgusting, very cool.
1: Yeah. Um it looked and and plus Jerry like really dug deep and got the ferocity. Like yeah. that that war cry as he was splitting him in half was was uh <laughs> he he re- really sold it. Really sold the splitting in half action. Mhm. Uh, guess what? Carol's still pinned down. It's 47 minutes of the siege. <laughs> uh, suddenly there's an inexplicable ceasefire and a 17th century French Canadian fur trapper <laughs> steps forward to parlay with her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know Tom what? Artie. Keep watching the rest of the episode. If you're in for Jerry, come for the French, the the Canadian French fur trapper. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, that happens. Uh, Jerry is now the king's escort, and honestly, I cannot be more and pleased. At this point, the episode could really do no do, no wrong. I thought hmm. they were going to get bogged down and Jim Carrey, but no. Mm-hmm. Jerry has boosted this thing into orbit against all odds. And he, this is the scene where he says, "You don't have to call me your Majesty," and he breaks character because he's playing a character too. Yeah, he says, "Dude, I really do." Uh, the fur trappers move in on Carol, who appears to be surrendering, uh, but she just takes save your hostage, like. Uh, how did she take this guy hostage? He had a, he, she was unarmed and he had an assault rifle on her. Yeah. And uh, she was surrounded by other dudes with t- weapons trained on her.
0: I feel up. like they did a bad job of taking Carol captive here. <laughs> think,
1: or at least telling the story of telling Carol, ho- uh, uh, of like they did a bad job. Uh,
0: okay. These guys did a bad job of taking her hostage. First of all, they didn't tell her to come out from behind the truck because that's her only cover get her out in the open so that you can then have three guns trained on her and no right, cover right and then take her hostage or take right. her captive right instead um, she she remains undercover
1: but what was awesome is even though like narratively and like bad lead, they've fucked up the action they did the brave choice and just had the bad guys shoot through the other bad guy to get to carol sure yeah he pooched it up. Proving open, that light they're him up.
0: the ultimate bad guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's turn on
1: their own? It's, uh, it's... It's kind of a smart play, though. Like, if you got yourself captured by an unarmed person, and now we're gonna let this other person go with our guns just because you fucked up?
0: hmm
1: Like, yeah, it's totally a bad guy move, but it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a dumb bad guy move, which is... A, which is <laughs> That's true. Which is a definite step up in this show's direction. Yeah. Uh... Jerry finds out that his his axe can't split everything. Uh, In fact, it can't split this this chain that's holding the fence. Mm -hmm. And Jerry and the king prepare for a final stand while Carol takes this dude's keys and zombies that have snuck up behind the French fur trappers have started biting them. Mm -hmm. And Jerry and the king clean house outside the gate while Jerry thanks him for being such a cool dude. Um, Anything do you want to say about this until we get to Carol's parlay? Uh, Not really. All right. Carol wants to end this. She has the French fur trappers uh, pinned down and low on ammo because she stole that one dude's gun, and she's she's flush. Uh, but then we have a dilemma. She sees off in the middle distance that the King and Jerry are struggling with this gate, and yeah. she's on the sweet side of it. What is she going to do, Jim? She's
0: going to drop her mission and go save them.
1: Did you notice how the French-Canadian fur trappers effortlessly replaced uh, Ma Deuce and the gang? I meant to have Ma Deuce and the gang be this <laughs> recurring gag throughout my outline. And yeah. I'll be damned if French-Canadian fur trappers didn't just win my heart in a paragraph or two. Uh, so... Then we get to see the Zeke and Carol flashback, which I think they're using to explain Carol's actions because they don't trust that we Mm -hmm. remember this, that they actually showed it in a proper chronological order. She's going to save the tiger that is Ezekiel. Yes. Yes. And he explains how he – him saving Shiva was when he became Ezekiel because he made – or King Ezekiel because he made a conscious choice. Like, do I want to be the guy who plays it safe? And you know, calls for the experts to deal with it, or do I want to be the person that leaps into the enclosure and tries to save this majestic animal? Mm-hmm. And that's when he became the guy who leaps. And he says, "Perhaps it was easier for you. You were always this way." Of course, we know with Carol that it wasn't. And she goes, "Nope, I decided, but life decided a few things too." To which Ezekiel agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol then chooses to be the hero and goes back to save uh, Ezekiel. I, again the out of order stuff bugs me but I kind of the, the core material is it am I, if, if I have I gotten soft or is this actually not bad
0: no I don't think it's I don't think it's the dialogue
1: and the performance here is yeah. pretty good with the
0: whole I chose the, the leap yeah um, I don't like the last line because he says it twice which seems to be a hallmark for the walking dead yeah. um, you know he says yeah it does it, it definitely does or something mm-hmm. like that but it does and it will it does and it will and it it should. It has, and it probably <laughs> and yet won't it stop. will. And yet it will smile. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I, but yeah, the the basic scene is
0: pretty good.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing: like, is he going to continue to be able to play the king, even though life has decided some things for him? No. You don't think so? You think he's going no. to fall apart? Yeah. Ooh. I think he's done. He lost Shiva, the source of all his powers. He's done. <laughs> but was Shiva just a flower in elephants in the elephant's trunk? No. In Dumbo's trunk. No. You think she was the real? <laughs>
0: was a 500 pound <laughs> killing machine that he had utter confidence in i don't think you can come back from that
1: mm-hmm. um what's well, the goes we haven't even got to the shiva part yet mm-hmm. this the sad shiva part yeah, although uh, he does
0: have jerry who is a 500 pound killing machine that's so. true
1: i've never seen shiva split a grown man in half Fair. i've seen i've seen jerry do it um the king says we have to get word to rick and it turns out Rick's got the word because he saw this all go down, and him and Daryl are in hot pursuit, motorcycle and Jeep brothers. It's fucking adorable, man. <laughs> like, okay. I kind of wish I was a gay man just so my boyfriend and I could dress up as Daryl and Rick mm-hmm. this season, Daryl and Rick for Halloween. Oh, shit, Cecily could dress up as Daryl. Yeah. She got lo- the go. law. We could do a, like a gender bender norm. No, like it's an unbent. It's an unbending cosplay. I don't know. I we have we I haven't. don't know I, what invented, to call it. But it invented. Would work. We haven't invented language for a man and a woman cosplaying as a male and male in a homosexual relationship based on a show where they're in a heterosexual relationship.
0: Yeah, get yeah, on that. We have to
1: get on that label. Um. Anyway, the, yeah. Let's let's talk about the scene. What do you think?
0: You got you. You have to ignore the just piss poor setup of why <laughs> Daryl and Rick would be waiting. Right. To, to capture we the don't guns. know what
1: they were yeah we they were in hot pursuit of the guns and there is uh, like they we had know a, that they the guy last episode
0: tip. said yeah hey we got guns somewhere yeah and it's probably here we can draw i mean uh-huh. i think we can draw that that line but the coincidence of them showing up at the exact moment sure. when those guys were driving out of town they heard gunfire okay <laughs> but they would have to be able to see the jeep or the humvee pulling away to be able to
1: follow it daryl has eyes of an eagle yeah, literally like like in a in a sheriff marshal brave star kind of way. He's got He's the got wings of an eagle too. A, so. he those are an angel
0: actually. An eagle. Those are <laughs> eagle wings. Little known fact. Um, uh, if you watch Ride with Norman Reedus, you find out that those are actually eagle wings, not, ah. not angel wings. Tie in. All right, yeah, fan me. Yeah. Um,
1: it's <laughs> hilarious how he has parlayed this thing into a whole other show based on the right. thing he does on the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can't wait for next year's crossbowing with Daryl Reedus. <laughs> I, Daryl Reedus. <let's>, <laughs> yes. Daryl Reedus. Daryl Reedus. It's got a you know, show ran by Guy Ferrari, of course. Um I feel like yeah, like I just want to see him shoot possums from 150 yards with the crossbow. Yeah, still in like his essential Daryl, Daryl, Daryl Reed's character. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Like he's fused. I think he is at this point. Like he's he's been doing it so long, and he's been in the hot Georgia sun and these filming conditions so long, and inhaled so much fake zombie blood that it's <laughs> like it's it's he's got to screw loose.
0: I'm frankly if they were ever that tight. I'm surprised that he ever escaped the the. Gravitational pull of Boondock Saints, but <laughs> here we are now. I think he's more known for Daryl on The Walking Dead than he is Boondock Saints. Yeah, um, I like the fact that Daryl wrecks his bike and manages to recover
1: in time mm. to win the, the 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 car chase. This. What do you think the max vehicle speed of this uh, high speed pursuit was? Like 20, 20, 30 it miles an hour. It looked like about twenty five, like school zone speeds. Yeah, like I was, I was wondering, like, did they mean to speed up the frame rate slightly to make it look faster? Because it, it did look like a very safe car chase. It did looked like yeah. a very safe, low stakes car chase. Uh, Rick's jeep takes full on fifty caliber fire. Keeps, mm-hmm. I mean, those jeeps, man. What can stop a jeep? It's just, just a jeep thing. <laughs> Typically, a fifty cal machine gun. <laughs> Is what stops the jeep uh they both manage like the wreck and 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 rick flips his jeep and goes off into the weeds and daryl runs up and ditches his bike against the guardrail which is kind of awesome and says hey we got the guns and then he tells
0: rick you look like shit you look like shit like
1: (laughs) i'm telling you i'm telling you this is a this is a a homage to something we're not privy to it's gotta be because that's just a shitty thing to say to somebody yeah, and Rick's even like, "Hey, you know what? I'm already not. I'm not already not sure about how I feel about you. Just indiscriminately killing now, and now you're talking about you're, you're talking about me like this." Yeah, that was Some that was really weird. Um, <laughs> Carol, Jerry, and the King hobble through the woods. Uh, the whole time, the King's facade is starting to crumble, and he starts to talk to his zookeeper Ezekiel and says, "You just got to leave me. I'm slowing you down." Mm-hmm. Carol and Jerry aren't having any of it. And another surprise scenery change, but a welcome one. Toxic mud zombies, Jim. Mm, Shitwalkers, yeah. Out of, like, appro- appropriate of nothing, appropriations of nothing, they just stumble upon a muddy ditch that's got a bunch of toxic chemicals in them. Mm-hmm. And the zombies are all bleach white and they've got mutations and shit. It's kind of cool.
0: This episode it is, is kind of yeah. cool. That's what I mean. the The budget needs to be slashed here. Are
1: you sure they're not? This isn't them deliberately dipping their well their their, their toes into the Z Nation waters. Oh, like, oh, so. that Z Nation yeah. water looks kind of cold. I mean, Ooh, it's not so bad. The Z Nation
0: water is toxic, <laughs> and that's they're dipping their toe in it. Maybe. uh Yeah, I I don't know, man. I. I thought this was cool, and I thought the walkers were cool, but what actually happens in this pit is... Is unspeakable. ...a fucking atrocity. Like, and, and I don't mean that from the sad, <laughs> oh, cat's dead kind of way. I mean that from, oh, the show sucks kind of way. <laughs> keep keep going, man. Elaborate. What are you talking... What, okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, describe... You gotta describe the scene for me, though, because you gotta set the stage. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, Carol and Jerry
1: continue to help the king over his protests. Uh they insist that you're his uh, that they're his king, mm. or vice versa, and he goes, No, I'm not, I'm not your king. He goes, These zombies are the real thing. I'm no I ain't no king, I ain't nothing. I'm just some guy who found a tiger who goes mm-hmm. and just rampages through these zombies, knocks them all to the ground, gives them time to evacuate the king, and then and then is overrun. Dies like a punk. Dies like a punk what was wrong with the scene
0: i mean it's exactly that this tiger there there is no threat on screen that could ever take this tiger out there's nothing this they would need that 50 cal machine gun back
1: <laughs> yeah and the zombies would have to learn how to, to to shoot it um i so i feel like they were halfway there like staging it in a muddy pit that a tiger might have trouble climbing out of but they needed like four times the zombies
0: but you've got a problem because if the tiger's affected by it, guess uh-huh. what's going to be doubly affected by the muddy pit—the people getting out of the walkers, it. yeah. Yeah, but the walkers, the walkers are trapped are... down
1: there. And like, this, the, the like, I'm I'm visioning the scene of like, because I was thinking the same thing you are. Like, how could they have actually convinced me? Because I don't believe that 30 walkers, 50 yeah. walkers could hold down the tiger. No, it's 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 just the 500 pounds of muscle and whirling
0: teeth and claws. Yeah, and like, and if you extraordinarily give it extraordinarily fast and yeah. agile. Yeah. And and guess what is not extraordinarily fast and agile walkers? Right, right. It's not going to be able to catch the thing, let alone pin it down and eat it. Like, like I think you could
1: stage a scene where I believe that, but you'd have to stage it. And they just didn't. They like, well, maybe a pit and maybe the nut, but like, they needed a lot more walkers. They needed a steeper pit. Look, man. (laughs)
0: Look, okay. We've established that... The bone structure of these fucking zombies is just piss poor, right? <laughs> it's, like it's, it's a right. A, melon wooden, at this point. a wooden axe handle uh-huh. shoved at the right point will take one out, right, w- with ease. Right. Tigers fight lions on a regular basis. Do they really? Yeah, I thought they were in different continents or something. No, I've 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 seen. Plenty of videos of it. Okay, <laughs> plenty of videos. I was searching on the around chan- on the channel Tiger Lion Fight. Tiger Lion Fight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth your Patreon bucks. Let me tell you, it's ya. a sister side of bum fights. <laughs> uh, they they go out and pay tigers to, to fight. No, but I look. Here's the thing: tigers fighting tigers, right? Mm-hmm. These are killing. These are beasts that are meant to kill. Sure. things. they are predators, killing machines. You can call them. And th- they take multiple bites. Like you're not going to get a tiger biting another tiger on the back and it dying. It's not going to happen. And it's got jaws like a fucking vice. It's got teeth sharper than a shark's teeth and these zombies, and these have zombies to, with walk rotted up
1: human teeth and fingernails
0: right and tear into it's back this thing is not going down like that <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to get at it's neck and even if you get at it's neck and you kill it and every single zombie there takes a bite you're probably not getting through the skin and even yeah. if you do it's gonna fight you for another 20 minutes Yeah. while it's slowly dying this is so fucking stupid
1: yeah and it's, it's too bad because like I thought Shiva was a really interesting like it's always cool when she shows up and like they throw a that cool chip card, and don't even really. I guess for a the character moment for Ezekiel, like I they, think like they this needed to
0: happen. Th- like here's what, they need: Ezekiel needed yeah, to lose his tiger. At but some here's point. here's how it should have gone down. Okay. Instead of Daryl and Rick going after that 50 cal, yeah. Shiva goes after it, uh-huh. and Shiva gets hit with a couple of 50 cal rounds. There you but go. Takes the guy out in there the process. Go. They're that, only going I 20 believe, miles an hour. I think a tiger can handle 20 miles an absolutely hour. Absolutely, it could. Yeah. That I would believe would take out Shiva. Yeah, and well, it would give him the opportunity to go over and like caress it and say, "Oh, my poor tiger," <laughs> in some, probably some really terrible cheesy
1: way. Would you speaking of terrible and cheesy? Did you love how Shiva's blood flowed past a barrel labeled "dangerous yeah. substance"? Mm-hmm. Don't cut yourself on that edge. That's a sharp <laughs> edge. The Walking Dead. You be you be careful with that one. Yeah, it's just so dumb. They they <laughs> just don't care. They just don't care. I know. I know. And that's the thing is like I was it, it took an episode I was having fun with and kind of a bummer not just because of the tiger dying. I'm not saying I cared that the tiger died. I'm like bummed that they had such a cool tool and they just threw it carelessly into the disposer. Yeah. And didn't even make it like I said, make maybe if there's there was like a shit ton of zombies in a fucking ant trap of a pit. And mm-hmm. it was just this, this this desperate struggle, which I I don't know. Then then they get then they get blamed for having tiger torture porn. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> nobody watches for that. But yeah, it's a shame because there is something interesting here. Like Ezekiel has already lost all of his people. Now right. he's losing the thing that makes him special. Right. You know? So now but, he's going to go back with nothing. Yeah.
1: And how is he going to? How is he going to? I mean, this guy it seems like just a broken dude at this point. Mm-hmm. They show the three returning through the kingdom, like. They lost everyone but Carol and Jerry. Yep. Uh, Henry is now not so much brave as he is sad, <laughs> and it's pretty awful. Like they just st- and like people are starting to cry. Uh, but you know, on the other hand, uh, more food for everybody. Yeah, more true. more vegetables and, f- and plus you don't have to f- that 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 tiger's not gonna be eating all your meat anymore. <laughs>
0: right. So no, that tiger never ate meat. That's right. That's right. I forgot vegan
1: yeah. vegan tiger. It just, just subsided subsided on legumes. Mm-hmm. Ah, <sighs> Another week, another episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. I like I At said, least it's fun to recap. I had I had fun recapping it. Like it is, it, it yeah. I, I think we need we need to come up uh, with the we need to we need to come up with a campaign. The the hire guy Ferrari and slash and slash his budget twenty percent, maybe twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty five. Twenty five. Don't want a half ass it. Sure, twenty
0: five percent. And that's that's the recap. Do we have feedback? Yeah, we do. Have desperate uh, cries for help. Before we get to feedback, I wanted to talk really quickly about our sponsor, HelloFresh. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with HelloFresh, my question to you is why we've been advertising them for a while now. Just meet them, HelloFresh. It's nice to meet you. Uh, they are a meal kit delivery service, which is essentially a, uh, a company that sends you the ingredients to make really uh, healthy, delicious, and quick meals. Uh, get up to you know three or four meals a week for under $10 a meal. Um, it's something that I've been using for a long time. Aaron, hey, I know you're about to get a sample kit in the mail here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, and I've got them. I have a friend that uh, is a Hello Fresh subscriber, and they uh, forgot to cancel an order when they were going on vacation. Uh-huh. And they had, like, three meals that they gave to me, and I got to try them out. Because that's the thing, like... It's not like selling as an ingredient delivery service kind of undersells it because they send you pre-portioned and pre-packaged specific ingredients for specific meals and detailed and easy to follow directions yeah. to make those meals. It's not like a grocery bag dropped <laughs> off and good luck. Yeah. Good luck making this ground beef sing. It's like it's... it's
0: uh No, they do all the shopping, the planning, the delivery right. for you to save you a bunch of time. And I know I've been... Running around like a maniac this week because I'm buying a house and I have zero time. We're going into a very busy season. And we are all, we're coming out of like our busiest season. And,
1: we, but we all collectively as a culture are heading into the holiday, the holiday match. The royal we are heading into
0: yes. the season. Yes. And yet uh, we smile <laughs> because and, we have said hello to Fresh. <laughs> yeah. So it, this Hello Fresh makes it a lot easier to get the things this holiday season done that you need to get done by taking the 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 hardest part of in my opinion of setting up like of actually cooking is getting the ingredients right uh making sure like oh do i have enough of this to make the meals that i want to make and how much am i gonna have to throw away when it all goes bad after i use like half a tub of sour cream or something right and HelloFresh takes all of that out of the equation by sending you like you said, pre-portioned ingredients so that you can make the meals that they send instructions for, and it's very simple, very quick, and it's delicious. I've I've enjoyed all the meals that I've had through them. Yeah, it's another great because I I. I... I like the, the the problem I have with
1: make cooking because I cook a lot is the like emotional and mental labor of coming up with things to eat exactly and, like, and not getting into food ruts yeah um and like HelloFresh is great for breaking you out of that and showing introducing you to new recipes and recipes that like you know I'd never think of like custom making my own meatballs sure but then HelloFresh shows me how and I'm like you know what I ain't buying store bought meatballs no more it's too easy to make delish- delicious cheese infused garlic. Herb encrusted whatever meatballs,
0: <laughs> yeah, and they have some holiday meal plans that they've come up with for for the season. Uh, just as an example, you can get meatloaf a la mom, which I kind of like the name of, uh, with roasted root vegetables, fried vegetables and time. Christmas gravy.
1: trees, I just can't see how that could be delicious. No,
0: no, they they don't. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> trees is like a garnish. It's, <laughs> it's right. You don't have to uh, actually eat Christmas
1: them. tree. It's it's optional.
0: It's <laughs> right. optional. This is all fake. No,
1: we didn't made that part up.
0: Uh you can get butternut squash and sage risotto with parmesan and pepitas if you're, you know, not into the whole meat thing. My god, that's every bit of that sounded delicious. Sounded like butter, yeah. tastes like butter in my mouth. Uh and, and more importantly, it's not meat in your mouth. So they have a uh, plan for everyone, you know, but, but from meat eaters to vegetarians to a whole family plan. Uh
1: Shiva is their celebrity spokes tiger. <laughs> right loves their vegan plan options
0: uh right now if you go to hellofresh.com and you use the promo code twd30 you can save 30 dollars off your first week of deliveries which is basically three free meals which is pretty nice because these meals are all under 10 bucks so no i such thing as a out. free
1: lunch there is a such thing as a free hello Fresh meal have have you heard about the club jim
0: what club it's the The one that Negan beats people with
1: no 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 it's the ball it's the it's like the the one that locks your steering wheel it's the gentle club the bald move oh that club yeah club.com uh if you go to that address it'll take you to a pitch page which says all the fantastic features and gives you a preview of a lot of the extra digital uh, features you get because we do extra podcasts we do extra video podcasts we do ad free feeds vip access to the forums tons of stuff plus you, you you get the satisfaction of helping us continue to podcast about The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which inexplicably some of you people still enjoy, and and ninety seven percent of your dollar goes towards helping us make The Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> I feel- the other three percent malt liquor, uh, <laughs> and I think it's important to be transparent. Also, by the way, we do transparent audits of our books yeah. as a club feature. I'm not even making that shit up. It's called the Empire Business, and you'll see where that three percent
0: goes club.baldmove.com uh yeah we start off with with clay m who desperately screams no aaron he's got a correction for you uh romero zombies never ever ever said brains that was a stupid invention from return of the living dead which romero had no hand in oh you're right that's 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 the that's the funny one right it is yeah and uh, honestly, it's a hell of a lot more fun it than is. the Romero stuff. that's
1: the one where the zombies are
0: smart enough to call an ambulance for the uh-huh. other ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> Send backup, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that one's a that one's a fun
0: one. Uh-huh. Uh and they they have a couple of those movies. Yeah. I See, I'm, sometimes I Sometimes you can't you you got to let the show go on instead of pointing out the yeah. flaws. Yeah. Uh in the other podcaster. <laughs> 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 so I wasn't going to point that out, but... Uh, no, had... you can see, I, I,
1: on this show, I'm the gym and you're the A-run. It's a, it's a reverse of, of the Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones because yeah. you're the zombie experts st- steeped in the lore and the history, and I just dabble.
0: Yeah, but I feel like uh, in the moment, when we're having conversation and fun, I don't really want to just bring it all down to point those things out. No, it's
1: not Ramirez' style. Right. <laughs> right.
0: I welcome it. But uh, in feedback the next week, I'll gladly do it (laughs) all right josh from colorado says alas i do not share appreciate this appreciation for the good people at amc who make the walking dead last night's episode 804 was not only the worst episode of an increasingly miserable show it's perhaps the least entertaining hour of television i've ever watched from the complete standstill of the plot to the never-ending clips of ammo to the poorly imitated farigno era incredible hulk slow-mo editing to the worst excuse for a car chase i've ever seen see they are feeling that late 70s early 80s action vibe (laughs) yep as the credits rolled, I felt ashamed for not having turned it off. Even worse, I feel certain I'll watch again next week. Uh, I fear I'm a watcher to the end. We're, we are we are just in a big circle
1: of enablement here.
0: Well, I I think he... we
1: are we are at a recovery group and we keep bringing cocaine to the the, the It's it, <laughs> uh, it's and, and we're badger
0: and skinny Pete at the... And uh,
1: we're we're running the support group, group and we're not we're not doing our jobs. We're not saying no. Don't bring the cocaine we're actually the ones providing it. It's it's yeah. it's fucked
0: up. It's it's really fucked up. I think Josh agrees with you though. His question here is do the writers and showrunners believe this is quality programming or are they simply having a go at all of us on the cheap? I kind of feel like it's it's starting yeah, like they're they they must
1: know that something is going on. Mm-hmm. Because like they're like 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 maybe the this speculation we've had is like closer to the mark than we think that this this era of production is going to close and they're going to start another one because it's like, you know, they want to tell this story for 20 years. They ain't going to do it with this cast. I got to do something. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're like, well, fuck it. We're like, what's your favorite genre? I fucking love MacGyver from 1983 to 1984. <laughs> fuck it. You're in charge of the episode next week. MacGyver to shit out of that. God, and- I need six million fire ants.
0: Can you make that happen? <laughs> right. right. <laughs>
1: What'd you no, like?
0: sorry, we got a tiger a CG tiger though. what
1: Would you like? I I I fucking like the Lou ferrigno era Hulk. Okay, you got this next episode. What do you like? The six million dollar man, alright, you got next week. Like they're they're just that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing that makes
0: sense. Uh all right, Evan says, uh not sure if I noticed it because you guys pointed it out or if it was particularly bad on this episode, but my God, the fake gunfire. None of the weapons are recoiling. No. Weapons that aren't fully automatic are going fully automatic. Yes. No one is reloading. Has anyone on the crew actually handled weapons? No. Uh-uh. And he thinks this is the worst uh, production, one of the worst production points on the show. No, it's
1: it, the fake gunfire is like, like observe the 50 cow shooting. The only thing that actually was rigged to blow was that radiator hose. Like everything yep. else is digital sparks. Yep. It's, it's like fucking bird Birdemic. If you don't know, look up Birdemic. That that's
0: the CG that, birds. They're they not shit. just
1: that, but them f- pretending that shit was guns that weren't yeah. really guns. Yeah. And them pretending the guns were firing and they weren't really firing. Like they're getting pretty close to Bird Birdemic levels on this show with their with their gunplay. And that's too bad because that's like seventy percent of what's cool. Yeah,
0: that's all it's got going for it is the effects and action. Yeah. And even those are falling apart. Yeah uh darsh wants to follow up on that um he says my personal favorite on uh what the fuck moments the week uh carol and the saviors fire hundreds of rounds at each other only hitting the human shield carol breaks away and in one clip goes from accuracy questionably able to hit the broadside of a barn to a full auto clip on an ak hitting a precise headshot on a dozen or so walkers yeah did you notice that Mm -hmm. when she when she saves Ezekiel and Jerry there Mm -hmm. just like brat and 12 walkers go down (laughs) with the the
1: toxic walker zombies it was even like like they had four of those heads just primed to explode it's it's like Rambo three eras
0: of like automatic weapon fire effectiveness yep all right Tim B says I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did I can't believe how much they threw into it it made me realize how much I missed the zombie gore part of the show Carol was a badass, car chases gunfights, follow the king, although I do feel kind of bad that the death of Shiva made me much sadder than the death of all the kingdom soldiers uh you're you're not alone in it's that death, sentiment,
1: it's the death of cool you you're witnessing it
0: yeah i I don't know i mean I guess i don't I don't agree that the the throwing a whole bunch of stuff into an episode makes it a good episode
1: well, it's better than being bad and boring, sure, absolutely, so like I'm saying like. Bad and boring, you can't even like. I, I that's what makes me sweat because I'm like, shit, I can't have fun even recapping this thing. But if it's like, yeah,
0: bad and exciting, I can roll with that. Well, we have a lot of people in feedback who also thought it was boring. So, oh no, oh no, yeah. Uh, but but Tim B is not alone in, in getting upset about the tiger dying. Lou also says they can kill humans of any size and shape in the most gruesome manner, but killing the tiger is over the line. I am done with the walking dead. <laughs> Quitting show, man. I, that's the thing. I have I have never subscribed to this idea that killing animals is somehow inherently worse than killing human beings on screen. Uh, I, I just I can't I can't understand that that mindset. I really can't. I mean, I a don't... lot of people feel it. A lot of people are like that. Like, oh, kill. I don't care. Fifty humans on screen, no big deal. Kill one tiger. You kill one dog. You kill one platypus, and it's all over. Is that an? But is that?
1: It's like sometimes the internet decides to even though there's a glimmer of truth in something. Like for for a fact, for, for 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 a fact, bacon is delicious. Okay, but you have to. If you ask the internet, bacon is life. Right. Bacon is the mo, and like there's memes about it. Like like it's almost better than crack. It's better than sex. And people say this like with a straight face, even though like seriously, bacon's good, but better than sex. If I had best sex in the world, best bacon in the world, you're going to piss, pick the best bacon? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe maybe some, like, you know, there's always the asexual people that go for the bacon, but I'm saying, like, in general, we like to fucking obsess and take this over to the top. I think this pet death is one of those things where, like, someone sure. said it on Twitter, and it's funny, and there's a glimmer of truth because it is sad. There's there's something, like, watching pets die is a lot like watching kids die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kids always get to me. So, like, I, I, I get it, but then, like... It's been shared and reshared, and everyone identifies with it so much
0: that it's become this thing. This to say, we're we're a couple of seasons out now. Let's say six seasons out now uh, from from kids dying, uh-huh. and people are noping out at this point with the tiger. That's true. Come on, that tiger
1: never annoyed the fuck out of him like like uh, Lindsay or whatever. That, her name that's was. true. Yeah, Sophia, Sophia. Yeah. Uh, so like there there was never a satisfying look at the flower Shiva moment. Yeah, Shiva was Shiva was a hero, yeah, and a friend to all. That's the difference. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's I'm, maybe that maybe that maybe that's why people get so upset about animals because rarely are animals dicks. Animals are always bros. So when you see an animal go down, you never think, "Well, that fucker deserved it." That goddamn horse was an asshole. I saw that dog. <laughs> I saw that dog. He knows he he knows what he did. Like no one thinks that. Whereas like you hmm. know, people are people fifty fifty assholes or not. You can always tell yourself when someone's dying a gruesome death. But there goes an asshole, especially on this show. Oh yeah, shows loaded with assholes.
0: A lot of assholes died.
1: Yeah, and 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 uh, what was the kid's name again? The kid's name? Yeah, they got shot in the face. Look at the flowers. Comma. Oh, uh, Lizzie, Lizzie. Yeah. Didn't you just say another name? Or you... Sophia from season two? Car- oh, Carol's. Oh, see, I was talking with. I thought you were talking Sophia. I was talking about Lindsay. Lizzie. Lizzie, I think. Yeah. Yeah lizzie right look at the flowers lizzie was a definite asshole was it lizzie probably that might have been
0: her younger sister i don't remember
1: that's what i'm saying they're she was an asshole even though she's a kid and she died yeah, and she sophia did, she did also kind of an shit. asshole she ran off and was super annoying like that was a joke i remember we made <laughs> but dogs they're deserving they're of they're angels they're angels and tigers are like exotic angels uh-huh. that's why people get upset I feel like you're engaging in some
0: some <laughs> hyperbole here <laughs> Uh, but we'll we'll um, I'm, it's an internet theory. Take it to the bank. We'll move on. Alex F says it is in full evidence that the folks crafting the Walking Dead are unequivocally just engaging in a farcical test to see how much awfulness a show watcher can endure and still come back for more. Just fucking wow! This is sincerely the worst hour, <laughs> not only of <laughs> this shit fest of a season of, of a or the bedraggled season, bedraggled, bedazzled, yeah, bedazzled season. <laughs> Uh, series, but of all the history of cinema and simple entertainment dating back to ancient Grecian amphitheaters. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake,
1: man. He's getting he's getting fucking uh that that guy's a master of fine arts.
0: Aaron, criticism. we don't we don't need your hyperbole here. Please. Please mm, be quiet. Mm, mm. <laughs> I won't get I won't get into too much aside from stating that one, yep, pretty much the only reason I watch is to hear you two lose it on the show. And two, I still have no idea what is going on. What is the plan? Where is everyone? How did Rick and Daryl stage this chase? How did the saviors know when and where the main attack was coming? Uh, Yet the worst is they're asking me to now believe I'm not... uh, What they're asking me to now believe. I'm not a fan of firearms at all, but even I know that a 50 cal is a fucking anti-tank weapon. It takes down fucking helicopters on the reg. Yet a motorcycle can avoid its very direct line of bullets. And then a fucking jeep can literally take a few dozen rounds... Shield another vehicle and basically get a busted radiator hose. Uh-huh. Uh he, he goes on and on. The the five hundred pound tiger in beautiful health and at its pure peak can't charge through literally a handful of incredibly beaten then down animals. Uh yeah, he does. He he loves the beautiful tigers.
1: I want to save you some for some feedback. Uh fifty uh-huh. caliber n- it's overstating overstating it to call it a tank killer, but yeah, no, no, like he should have, it should have
0: just just instantly shut down that jeep. Yeah, yeah, that engine would be fucked. Okay, uh, let's move on to Greg C. Maybe maybe Greg C. has not a lot of complaining to do. Maybe he's going to praise the episode. Mm, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, he's never written in before, Uh-oh. so that's that's positive. Uh, let me first say that I like your shows. Bullshit. Let's move on. I'm usually more positive on any given episode than you both tend to be these past few years, but either way, I still value hearing your opinions. I'm also not a fan that thinks the show is perfect. I wish that it would improve in certain areas as well. All right, we o- see you clearly. <laughs> Overall, I accept it as it is, strength and weaknesses alike. Uh, but I really have to say something in defense of the showrunner after years now of complaints against Scott Gimple. In your recap and feedback discussion for episode three, Monsters, last week, you re- you heaped praise on Clear. And then 30 minutes later, we're bashing Scott Gimple along with the listener who wrote in to say she didn't think he'd ever directed an episode of the show. Well, he hasn't, but that's because he's a writer and not a director. Directors on TV aren't as important as film directors. Showrunners are almost always writers and or writer-director combos. And Gimple wrote Clear, right? Uh, he, he has a writing credit on it, yeah. Okay. Scott Gimple started writing in season two and was also a junior producer that year. He was the credited writer on Clear, so... Um, the season three episode you had just been praising, in addition to The Grove and No Sanctuary, and that's the one with Carol and the Flowers um, and Carol going Terminator on Terminus. Uh, is he as good of a showrunner as he is a writer of individual episodes? No, but hardly anyone on the show is. Showrunning is tough. So, there are a lot of tough jobs, so I don't think that lets you off the hook. <laughs> is he? <laughs> you know operating on brains is tough call him mike rowe and tell him that story see yeah. what he says show running is a dirty job <laughs> is he a better showrunner than the guy before him hell yes the back half of season four was one of the best half seasons of the walking dead in my opinion and that was all scott gimple he's had his wrong steps and poor or questionable decisions in the season since then but he still hasn't used up all his goodwill with a lot of fans myself included if he gets fired i won't miss him as a showrunner as much as i'll miss him as an episode writer which is reason enough for me to hope he stays on for a while longer, at least. So, what do you make of that? The passion, passionate defense of I Scott didn't, Gimple.
1: I didn't expect an unironic defense of Scott Gimple. Like yeah. that first paragraph, I thought was was ready for a flip, hmm. was ready for. But finally, they've lost. But no, he he stayed true to his uh, to his guy. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I can excuse. I hear what you're saying. I just want to give Guy Ferrari a chance. <laughs> I yeah. want to see what the next guy with with a little bit of like devil
0: may care attitude. And, and here's the I thing: I want to, to take us to Flavor Town. To th- throw your hands up and say, "Show running's hard." Is is to say that we don't care about finding a show that actually works for The Walking Dead. We don't care about finding someone who can do this better because right. there are people out there who could certainly do it better. And I will give you the point that it is a hard job but there are many hard jobs mm-hmm. and that might excuse a few bad episodes maybe a bad season but when you continue to double down on the mistakes you've been making right these fucking cliffhangers that that will for episodes and episodes before you get back to him did he learn nothing from mm-hmm. the dumpster fire of glenn did he learn not a goddamn thing from that no because he's doing it again with negan and gabriel and and guess what it's a character we care even less about yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be even more hollow when you get back to it. I I don't kind of dreading you can it at excuse, this point.
1: Like the whole getting back to the shitting pants, you know.
0: It, absolutely, but I don't think you can you can say season after season after season of shit writing and shit show running mm-hmm. is excusable because it's a hard job. Find somebody who can do it. Right. Well, and the problem is, it's like it's also not it's also
1: not like I, I guess shit show running. It's just below average and with the audience and budget that's just always frustrating
0: but it's the biggest show on television right no or right, at least that's what I'm it saying. was that's until what I'm saying. until the last but two I, seasons. I do think a lot
1: of people say like well it's not literally the worst thing i've seen on television because like you know have you seen big bang theory lately like <laughs> um but right, there's but people should be that...
0: approaching the best thing you've seen on television agreed. and it is not
1: agreed agreed and that's the thing like at this point i feel like that Gimple is a safe choice to make In a genre the why would you make Safe choices but he's writing like,
0: it Into the fucking ground look at the audience I'm, But but
1: like I think he's what he's saying is Like well you know Gimple's not the best he's not the Worst we're not giving enough credit and what you're saying Is like well if he's not the best Or like in that conversation Why the hell would you stick with him
0: it's it's not even a matter of him not being the best. It's a matter of the trajectory of the show right. going off the fucking right, rails. Right. And and it's not just a matter of oh the plot isn't good, but 17 million people are still watching and it. No, there are 8 million people watching this show. Right. that two seasons ago was the biggest thing ever on television. And that's that's the
1: ultimate, yeah, that's
0: the ultimate answer to that is that
1: like you can say that we're not being fair to the show. All you want, but they've lost half their audience in 2 years. Yeah and that was that's not a trajectory that
0: the walking dead was on and it's not a trajectory that far better shows are on ever right those shows tend to just get better and better and bigger and bigger audiences right, right. so and they do have off seasons but they continue to right. build you know like you know
1: uh, but so yeah I, I i that's what i'm saying like i don't understand anyone to be like i want to stick with gimple because I think he's below replacement value like you could get mm-hmm. an average showrunner with more experience on other shows that has been like you know maybe dying slowly on the inside because they've been running CBS some some bullshit on CBS and they they want to do something cool with zombies mm-hmm. and I think you could make that deal happen and I don't it's like I mean I don't know it's like I feel weird when I start psychologically analyzing the situation but it does start it does feel like at some level that gimple's there because He doesn't give AMC too much guff. You know what I mean? Like, like that's that's the secret sauce is that this guy he's he realizes he's got a you know he's he's got the biggest show on television and he's cashing his big check and he's not going to take chances. He's certainly not going to complain to AMC about the budget. And so they're going to keep him because you know Guy Ferrari would totally bitch about the budget. He'd say you need to slash another fifteen percent. I've got
0: too much money. I'm getting fat no, and happy no. over here. He, he'd take the money and he'd just say, get me another six-gallon bucket of barbecue sauce and wings. Or we're, we're just going to do wings every day for free for the staff. There you go. You know, Get rid of the fucking craft services guys we're bringing in KFC. <laughs> take a chance. And then Bubba's. Take a chance, guy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex from Pittsburgh says, what a waste of three episodes. I'm actually looking forward to episode, episode uh, something. I think the next,
1: the next episode is Shit in Pants. It's called okay. Shit Pants. No, it's called yeah. the
0: Big Bad You, isn't it? Big, nasty, shitty pants, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Looking forward to the next episode because I can't imagine the show getting any worse, and I cannot wait to be proven wrong. Uh, He says, I've been listening to your podcast of season six and seven. I know sometimes you defend Gimple, Nicotero, and Kirkman, and sometimes you give them full blame, like we just did. Uh, I say blame those fuckers, at least Gimple and Nicotero. I've worked in the entertainment industry myself and had the quote-unquote privilege to meet and talk with Nicotero last year. The dude is fucking weird. Every terrible artsy-fartsy shot is totally Gimple and Nicotero's doing, and they 100% think it looks good. Oh, boy. Um, Uh, He says they're pretentious filmmakers, and I can't comprehend what is going through their heads. Uh, As you have said many times before, the point of storytelling is to tell a fucking story. And they try really hard to bend the definition of traditional stereo uh, storytelling. Probably too negative of an email to make it into the cast. You were wrong. You were damn <laughs> Jim, wrong, Jim's Alex. Jim's really
1: scraping the bottom of the negative barrel.
0: Yeah, I, I think I don't.
1: I mean, like I said, I, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I don't want to say that like Nickitaro and Gimples are no. bad people or like even weirdos. But I think the jury's in on
0: them running a show. Yeah and it's not great it's like c minus at best he does say here's a positive take the walking dead team is creating something and having fun doing it everyone on the show says they have a blast making it which is something
1: it's cult indoctrination is what it is yeah it's, it's that's what happens when you sleep deprive people and you put them in the hot underneath the hot georgia sun and make them scream for three hours at a time yep <laughs> And make him make him drive. You know how like how many takes it took Rick to drive thirty miles an hour down the same stretch of road? That that break you, man.
0: Well, he he gets chauffeured everywhere. He doesn't have a license. He doesn't drive.
1: <laughs> It'd be funny if like, those were all like stuntmen driving at thirty miles an hour because they couldn't risk Norman Reedus <laughs> riding around without a motorcycle helmet on. Uh
0: uh-huh. Uh, here's here's a little lighter one. Jeremy asks Steve Harrington and his Demogorgon bat versus Negan and Lucille. Who you got? I know who I got. I think mean, Negan
1: would get the power lifters going, and yeah. Steve would shut that <laughs> shit down. He just, he even, would start, he'd, so, be, he'd be he'd swinging he'd, back and forth. He'd get his hydraulics going and be like, well, look at
0: here, Steve-O's going to smack, and it'd be all over. I don't think so. I think the problem here is I've seen Steve in two separate fights, none of mm-hmm. which he's won. Uh, I've seen Negan in uh, bash two people's heads in, seems to win every fight he's in with the bat. So Okay. I'm I'm giving it to Negan. You've won me over. I think you're right. Negan's an yeah. actual killer. Steve is a babysitter of teenagers. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> and the final email for the day, John in Ohio says, I just watched a guy with a semi-automatic rifle miss shooting a guy on a motorcycle directly in front of him. And yet I smile. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a different actor or not, but I came away with uh, from episode four feeling like it was at least less crappy than the others. I enjoyed the backstory for more of the folks from the kingdom. Seeing the child hand their parent a flower that now can be seen next to their corpse is good emotional storytelling. They reeled me in to feel even worse about these events than I had when they originally got mowed down. At the end of episode three, he says there, you know, are a couple of dumb things, but he's decided to ignore them. And then at the end, anyway, I actually enjoyed the episode in a way other than just, I can't wait to see something dumb. Do you guys think there is a chance this season could surprise us and actually be decent? No. But it can be <laughs> okay. fun. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Like
1: that's like that's the thing. It's light years ahead of last season on the fun factor. Yeah. So it's got that going for it. But can it be decent? Like doesn't seem like it. Like we're halfway through the all out store the war storyline. Well, I mean I I guess we could be a quarter way through. It.
0: Assuming they, they ended this half season.
1: And it feels like they're going through at a fairly night at a fairly fast clip, um, and hopefully we're not going to get any, you know devolutions um to the backstory of fucking father gabriel or some shit that we don't need or jesus where jesus where mm-hmm. jesus wandered in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights so like if they keep the pace up and they keep what they're doing up like it'll be fun and it'll be funny and i'll, I'll enjoy covering
0: um sure but it being decent i don't know i don't i don't know like i was i don't have much hope the first three i thought were really really bad yeah that's the thing and like, then this one was at best mediocre i was
1: i was i was primed for this season to be decent i thought this was the best chance they've had in years of being decent because the all-outs it's it's you know it's a compelling dynamic story that moves fairly fast um which is something they kind of struggle with so i thought like okay well that 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 will shore up their weaknesses and play to their strengths and it's been eh. so yeah i don't i think decent's off the table entertaining is still on the table okay that's it That's all we got this week. Any spoilers? No. Because that's the thing, like, I kind of hope there was some talk, because I I remember that, that Shiva dies in pretty much this way in the comics, but I thought, I was surprised it came this early. Hmm. And I wondered, I was seeing if there's any fellow fans that, that knew that, that thought that maybe they had moved that up and, and a cynical ploy to slash the CGI budget, <laughs> or if this is kind of like, because I guess yeah. that's what
0: so like, i saying, like, that during did the live you watch. did you
1: agree with that? Like, I, I felt like for his character, Shiva eventually would have to die. Like, it's like yeah, Shiva yeah. exists just so she can be taken away narratively and see if Ezekiel is the charlatan or if he is actually the real steel kind of thing. Right. It did feel kind of quick. Like, like, from an audience, like, everyone went crazy for the tiger, but, like, it's a little Boba Fetty because the tiger didn't really get to do much cool. Like, it got to kill, I think, two different people mm-hmm. and, like, got taken out by this, this, this pack of zombies. Yeah. Like, I feel like it could have stuck around and, and been a little bit more of a, an awesome thing for King Ezekiel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't think like narratively it was a bad time for it to go. Um I think they've done enough with King Ezekiel that I understand yeah. you know his his basic premise and and now's the time to kind of throw that into chaos. But you're right like from an action standpoint, from a, a coolness factor. Well, also it feels Chiba like do much.
1: it felt like that they thematically this would happen on his second battle, right? And what, and what they did is they took the his first successful battle and they broke it down into, you know, three or four different encounters so they could tell that same story of like, oh, look, he won and oh, look, he won and oh, look, he won. But oh, here's the 50 cows coming to take you out kind of thing. Yeah. Um whereas, I don't know, maybe it would have felt better if he had actually just, just won this fight and then taken that overconfidence into the next one and gotten humbled. I, it felt a mm-hmm. little... There's some compression, but, like, I'm never going to fault The Walking Dead for, like, going full steam ahead on something, either. <laughs> right. Because, my God, like, if they went that... If they started following that other instinct, like, four battles later, he would still be winning, and we'd be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just... The other thing is just the fact that, like, everyone died is another one that was, like, you know, when, like, I think it would almost be more effective if six or seven people came back than just three. Hmm. Like, because that really shines a spotlight on, like, the plot armor. Like, logically, Carol, she lives, sure, because she was checking out the, you know, whatever. But how the fuck did Jerry and that some other random guy survive that field where bodies were being blown apart? Yeah, I don't know. Jerry's a big target right next to the king. Mm-hmm. Where the hell was he at during the first part of the episode? Yeah, so now see it's a that really thing is like I start, yeah. it falls I, apart. Yeah, yeah. So just like the podcast, it, it's the,
0: these are the conversations that the writers should be having, and a, I feel and like they be don't figuring out. They
1: never go past that surface level. Just like yeah. okay, here's the plot. Okay, we got it. All right, everybody, order Subway. You know, it's there. There's right. no like okay wait a second the logical outcome of this would be that and that's what leads you to polish it up and take it to the next level yeah I, they just don't do it and that's the thing like you know why in your in when you're in your writer's room that's where it's cheap and easy to fix stuff yep but yeah now now we're now we're getting into bald move podcasting tropes so all right uh if you'd like to send feedback do so at watching dead or walking dead at dot com. you can also discuss it each week with us in our forums forums baldmove dot Mm-hmm. Uh, follow along with us on social media. Just search for Bald Move on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And what am I forgetting? We'll be back next week.
0: Yeah, that was it.
1: Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Until then I'm Aaron. I'm Jam. See ya. See ya.